0: The Washington Commanders dropped another game, but that is by far one of the smallest storylines coming out of Week 15. We talk about Sam Howell being being pulled in the fourth quarter coming up next on Locked On Commanders.
1: You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And welcome into this episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. And uh, thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or your first view today and every day, especially post game when we come to you live from uh, most every stadium in the National Football League. We are coming to you from beautiful SoFi Stadium. You can see uh, the giant halo big screen behind me. Unfortunately, it's no longer on because, well, the game is over, as you know, and that's why We are talking. You can also continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Become a Lock Insider by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. Get news, insight, uh, analysis, rumors, uh, pretty much anything and everything you can think of directly from me on your cell phone through text message. No sorting, no hashtags, no nothing uh, like that. Again, joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders to sign up. You can also subscribe to this show for free on YouTube or wherever. You're listening to this podcast, and I'm your host, David Harrison, on Twitter at dharrison82, on threads at underscore 82 credential member of the media, covering the Washington Commanders for CommanderCountry.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation here with you every Monday through Friday, especially after game days uh, and every day as you're always coming through as well, and I appreciate you for your continued support for the program. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on. Uh, That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. On today's episode, we're going to break down the uh, Washington Commanders 28 to 20 loss to the Los Angeles Rams. We are going to talk about three topics that my insiders want to discuss following this game. But we are going to start with the topic that everybody is talking about following this game. And that, of course, is the apparent benching of quarterback Sam Howell for veteran backup Jacoby Brissett, and that came with about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. At the time, the Washington Commanders were trailing 28-7, to seven, uh, basically cruising for their 10th loss or toward their 10th loss of the NFL season. Uh, pretty much seemed all in hand, uh, and that was going to be it. That ended Sam Howell's night with a passing line of 11 for 26, 102 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and a 50.5 uh, QBR quarterback rating. Uh, At the end of this whole thing, Jacoby Brissett comes in and immediately eyebrows go up, not because it's the first time Jacoby Brissett has come in. It's not the first time that this has happened, but because of how much time was left on the clock. And that basically immediately leaves you with the impression uh, that this is a benching, not a pulling for any other reason, but a benching. And then Jacoby Brissett comes in on his very first drive, completes four passes on four attempts and hits an explosive pass. Two-star wide receiver, Terry McLaurin, for a touchdown. Uh, the Washington Commanders' defense comes up with a quick three and out. They get the ball back, and Jacoby Brissett leads the, the offense on another touchdown drive. That one a little bit more complicated. There were some flags. There were some resetting of downs. Uh, there were a number of things, but ultimately, he connects with Curtis Samuel in the end zone, and that makes it a 28-20 to 20 game after a botched extra point. We will talk about those functions uh, here later in the episode. Don't worry, we're definitely going to get to that. Jacoby Brissett's night was done after that. They did try to go for an onside kick, weren't able to recover. The Los Angeles Rams run out the clock and win the game, but Jacoby Brissett takes the headlines because he finishes 8-for-10 on two drives, 124 yards, two touchdowns, and a 157.9 quarterback rating. Um, he outthrew Sam Howell by 22 yards, and only played in the last nine minutes of the game. And obviously you're not playing the entire nine minutes of the game. You're just playing in the last nine minutes of the game. And again, brought the Washington commanders back to within one score uh, of tying the game and sending their matchup with the Los Angeles Rams uh, into overtime. I mean, you compare it not just to Sam Howell, but on the other side of this matchup, uh, Matt Stafford, who I believe he started the game 11 for 11. If you know, it was around there, if not exactly there, Uh, but he finishes 25 for 33, 258 yards passing, and two touchdowns himself a 118 quarterback rating. Listen, I mean Jacob Rissett finishes you know 124 yards or so, 129 or so yards shy of Matt Stafford. And Matt Stafford played the entire game against the Washington Commanders defense. I was giving up chunk plays, uh, especially to begin the second half. But at the end of the day, what Ron Rivera said in the post game press conference is that Sam Howell was not benched. He said that Sam Howell was pulled. Uh, to protect him. I asked him a clarifying question about that matter later on in the press con, the post-game press conference. I asked Ron, I said, are you talking about protecting Sam Howell from the game flow? Because obviously the game was not going well. Uh, I believe they had five three and outs up to that point as an offense. Uh, or were you talking physically because Tyler Larson, the starting center, and Charles Leno Jr., the starting left tackle, both left the game uh, with injuries leading up to that point, leading up to the point where Sam Howell got pulled. And Ron basically said it was both. It was a situation where... He said, you know, the defense was pinning their ears back. He didn't want anything crazy to happen is what he initially said when I asked him the clarifying question. He said it was kind of a combination uh, of the two things. It was, again, similar type answers. I was trying to get more into the specifics of it, but that's pretty much uh, the gist of it. And then when we talked to, you know, Sam at the podium, uh, he said that, you know, the conversation on the sideline was, hey, look, you know, the game is what it is. At this point in time, we're just going to flip to Jacoby and we're going to, uh, you know, move forward with the rest of this game. Uh, Speaking to Jacoby Brissett in the locker room, Uh, After the game, which again, it's it's kind of symbolic that they didn't send him to the podium, but they had him talk uh, at his locker. But he said, you know, same thing. Like he was asked directly, like, hey, what do you say to Sam Howell uh, when he gets benched like that? And Jacoby stopped and said, well, first of all, I wouldn't call it that. Um, You know, talk about these other things. And Jacoby said, you know, at the end of the day, this isn't indicative of who Sam Howell is. He gave Sam a vote of confidence as a veteran, said he's a good young player, uh, but he's a very young player. He's going to get better and he's going to play really good football in this league. For a really long time, which is a super great thing for the veteran to say, um, but also, you know, look, I think uh, at the end of the day, I believe Ron at the, at, you know, with, with this whole thing, I, I do believe Ron Rivera. I'm going to get into more of why I believe Ron Rivera uh, from a long view uh, type of perspective, but just in the immediate, I don't, I don't think Ron Rivera had any other intentions other than, you know, let's get it. You know, it's obviously not going well. And and let's get him out of there before something really wonky happens and he just gets, you know, piled drive by Aaron Donald or, you know, catches a cold blitz from from one side of the line or the other. Again, they've got their backups in uh, in multiple positions. Sadiq Charles was getting in there uh, his first game back off of IR. And so I do believe when Ron Rivera says that the intent behind pulling Sam Howell. Out of this game against the Los Angeles Rams was to protect him. I don't think that's lip service. I don't think that's coach speak. I think that is the exact situation. Now, what's going to keep this keep this conversation going and what's going to keep it alive? You're going to read about it. Uh, obviously, we're talking about it here at the top of this episode. Um, we might end up talking about it later on in the week, especially the mailbag episode. If you guys are, or a Commanders fan or two ask me, you know, does Jacoby Reset or should Jacoby Reset be the starter uh, moving forward? Obviously, you know, that's it's going to be a question that I answer for you guys. Um, so the reason these things are happening and the reason so many people now have this in their minds is because, again, Jacoby Brissett came out with the first team receivers like this wasn't a second string for first string swap. So that's kind of significant because usually when you see the starting quarterback pulled, it's and oftentimes it's a starting unit gets pulled. Uh, but Terry McLaurin is still out there running to han Dotson, you know, all the like. Um, and then not only that, but Jacoby Brissett is going up against the same defense the same defense that has stifled Sam Howell's offense the entire day uh, and, you know, wonky stuff and and they're pinning their ears back and all that. And honestly, on the, on the touchdown pass that Jacoby threw to Terry McLaurin uh, he, he took a pretty big hit uh, on that pass. So that kind of, you know, illustrates what Ron Rivera was talking about, but because of this convert or because of this performance that Jacoby puts up in two drives worth of football uh, compared to what Sam did, that's going to be the conversation Uh, that that's going to be why this conversation's opened up. Like if Jacoby Brissett came out and threw, you know, two for 10 for 46 yards, maybe one explosive, no touchdowns. And, you know, the commanders lose the same 28-7. It's really a non-conversation. It's like, well, why did they pull him so early? We ask Ron. He says, no, he wasn't benched. He just was kind of in hand. And there was no reason to risk his health or anything crazy going on. You know, it is what it is. It It would just dissipate. But because Jacoby came in and did what he did, this conversation is going to endure you're going to hear about it on the radio if you're local to the dmv if you listen to other podcasts you're going to hear about it uh, as well but for this episode that's pretty much where we're going to leave it this is what happened here's how it went down here's what ron rivera said after the game here's what jacoby said after the game and here's what sam said after the game again sam admitting you know he's got to be better he's got to do better they've got to do better as a unit uh, but he's confident moving forward and again he was holding on the sideline this is you know not not that he was told he is the starter moving forward. He said that he hadn't had the conversation yet. But based on the sideline, he was told, like, hey, we're just going to shut it down for this week, put Jacoby in there to finish the game. And so for now, that is the official message. Uh, we will hear from Ron again on Monday via Zoom. I will be flying, unfortunately, so I will not be able to participate. But as soon as I land, I'll obviously dive into that. And then we we're back out in Ashburn on Wednesday. We'll talk to Sam again. We'll talk to Ron again. And we'll take a look at who's taking the first team reps and Unless something amazing happens or drastic happens between now and then, I expect it will be Sam Howell that we see out there with the first-team offense uh, coming up on Wednesday. But now we're going to get into how the rest of this game went down, look at the rest of the players, some of the things that we wanted to see. We're going to go back through our keys to a victory. Obviously, the Commanders didn't get the victory, so it's very likely they didn't satisfy a lot of those keys. We will break all that down next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. And This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible for you to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Plus, LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place for you to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy in fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows the small businesses are wearing so many hats and it might not have the time or resources to hire. So thankfully with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and it's easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Continuing this conversation on locked on commanders following a 28 to 20 loss by the Washington commanders to the Los Angeles Rams. We're going to dive in now to our keys to victory that we dropped at the end of the week. Talk about how this game really went down real quick. uh, I do want to uh, take a look at the live chat. We got the Hawk TV in here saying it's been a rough 2023 NFL season. It really has. It has been not only a tough season, but tough for the reasons that we did not expect it to be. Now, obviously lately, the offense has uh, not been doing well, and that's kind of what we expected. in The beginning of the season was a little bit of growing pains with a young quarterback, a new offensive coordinator, a new system even for the experienced guys while the defense was supposed to be the teeth of this unit uh, and really kind of take care, take care of business, keep them in games early while the offense got up to speed. And then the hope was during the middle part of the season they would get up to speed and the two sides would marry uh, and you know potentially this team could threaten. I think I predicted like nine wins in the beginning of the season, so obviously that's not going to happen um but you know it's it's not gone the way that anybody expected it including the team uh themselves jacob says what do you mean sam is out uh uh sam is great especially with a better coach you said no sam's not out jacob so that's kind of the point of the conversation is that uh sam was you know again pulled from the game but he's not going to be uh be benched. he's not benched he's, he's he got pulled he didn't get benched and that's basically the point of the conversation that is the official word uh, again, we'll talk to Ron again on Monday. We'll go out there again Wednesday. But I don't believe that anything other than what is being said is true. I think Sam, again, got pulled from the game. They felt like basically it was it was out of hand. Uh, it wasn't something they were going to be able to pull back into. So Jacoby came in to kind of uh, help it and help it uh, help. Just secure the rest of the week and and move forward. And that's how Jacoby kind of put it is hey, look, just just kind of put this down, start focusing on next week against the Jets. And he goes in there and finishes out. So David basically the same thing. No, Sam is not done for the season. Uh in fact, I don't expect Sam Howell to not be the starting quarterback for any of the last three games. The Jets, the Cowboys, well, Jets, Niners, and Cowboys. I expect Sam Howell to be the starting quarterback in all three of those games. And I will tell you why uh, later on coming up in today's episode in our three topics uh portion of the show but now let's get to the game a little bit more and again we've talked about our keys to victory going back to last week so our first key to victory when looking at this matchup was don't abandon the run just because brian robinson was not playing in this game again brian robinson uh, unfortunately with a hamstring injury was out for this contest against the los angeles rams unable to play so obviously antonio gibson Expected to be the starting running back, followed by Chris Rodriguez, the ju- the junior, the fresh, the freshman, the rookie, sixth round draft pick out of Kentucky, and then Jonathan Williams was elevated from the practice squad to uh, to help secure that running back room, give him three options. Jonathan Williams unfortunately did leave the game with a concussion, uh, so that's something that we'll monitor uh, to see if Brian Robinson's even going to be able to return against the New York Jets or not. Uh, but for the meantime, you know we'll have to kind of keep an eye on that. Antonio Gibson, however, four carries. Fifteen yards. They're they're shutting the lights off on me here in, in SoFi. I don't think I can get them to turn back on. Sorry about that. Um, but Jonathan Williams or uh, Antonio Gibson four carries, fifteen yards. All of those coming in the first half. He did not get another carry in the second half. He did get one target, one reception. Finished with five of them total for twenty yards uh, on the day. Certainly not uh, the the workload that I think anybody expected for Antonio Gibson leading the the way in carries for the Washington Commanders running back room. Chris Rodriguez who had ten of them. 35 yards along of 11, uh, 3.5 yards per average. That average was actually up by like 4.6, 5.1 uh, up until really late in the game when they got, again, the second touchdown drive that Jacoby Reset led the team on. Uh, they got down there first in goal and goal and all those things, and the Rams defensive line was just able to out-bully uh, the commander's offensive line, and Chris was stopped for a couple of no gains, a couple of losses, and that really kind of torpedoed his average. But really, when you look at his... Total functional game average, it was actually much better, more close, you know, closer to the four, four and a half yard uh, per carry type of uh, type of work day for him. Sam Howell ran the ball three times, none of them designed, twenty two yards, averaging seven point three yards per game or per carry. Jacoby Brissett scrambled for a couple uh, as well, and then again, Jonathan Williams finishes with one carry, negative two yards on that. So you know, the the Washington Commanders absolutely abandoned the running game without Brian Robinson. Uh, Not fully abandoned it, you know, they did end up still with. Uh, what, 10, 14, uh, 15 combined, uh, you know, designed runs. But when you got three running backs back there, that number should be uh, definitely more towards like the 25. And really, you can't even blame game flow. You know, I'm sure Eric Bienemy will be asked about it on his Thursday press conference. But I mean, you look into the third quarter, you know, going into the third quarter, this thing is 13 nothing. I mean, after the first Rams drive, it's 20 to nothing you know, but you still got 13, 14 minutes left in the third quarter and you're down less than three touchdowns, you know, full touchdowns, you're down less than 21 points. That's not time to just panic and go straight pass mode, just 100%. And I don't know how many passes were called. I haven't done that math yet. Passes called versus runs in the second half versus passes called uh, versus run in the first half. But outside of, again, the, the goal to go scenarios, which a cobra said in there, you know, Eric B you know, certainly went more pass heavy uh, than we wanted to see him go without Brian Robinson. And I think, Part of that is just just kind of shows the confidence that Eric has in Brian Robinson, how much Brian Robinson's role has grown within the offense. Uh, but, you know, you still want to see Antonio Gibson, Chris Rodriguez, kind of get that work done. And, and you know, I talked to Chris on the side out, you know, after the game, and I'm going to write something for Commander Country and Sports Illustrated's you know, fan nation just because I like him. I like the work he's putting. In, I like the growth that he's showing. So I want to shine a light on that, even though it ended up in a loss, you know, six-round pick leading a team in, in carries for a week is, is pretty significant. Uh, for a young man's career so i do want to write some stuff about that but yeah i think you have to come away a little disappointed with how much uh, eric the abandoned the run without brian robinson in the lineup key number two uh keep five more dbs on the field uh look at the end of the day you know i didn't sit there and chart you know each snap to see how many dbs they had on the field uh but the los angeles rams essentially spread out the commander's defense and forced them to play that kind of coverage so i'm pretty sure that was you know the majority of the snaps anyway uh but it doesn't really matter if you don't match you know the 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 operative word, hey, there we go, the operative word to zone match defense is uh, you have to match. You know what I mean? And that's kind of when you talk about zone match defense and every day, as we talked about this before, everything becomes man uh, at some point in time. You know, you might start off in zone, but once a guy enters your zone, you latch on to him. Now you're in man coverage Uh, too many times, especially on short outbreak and routes. We see Rams receivers wide open when they run through a guy's zone uh, and the guy just doesn't latch. You know, there's one rep. Uh, specifically, not to pick on him because he certainly wasn't the only one making this mistake. But Benjamin St. Juice uh, on a, on a third down play, you know, he's got a, he's out a short flat zone uh, there on the on the defensive right side, so the Rams' offensive left side. I think it was Cooper Cup runs a route right through his zone, and Ben kind of you know hesitates kind of like goes that way, but he's keeping his eye on Matt Stafford, which I get. You're in zone, but you know you're in, you're in zone match. When that guy comes through your zone, your job is to latch onto him and carry him. Uh, try to keep your eyes on the quarterback if you can. But, you know, job number one is to stay with the receiver. Uh, he doesn't do it. And Cooper Cup ends up uh, again. I believe it's Cooper Cup ends up with a big game and a first down. And, and, you know, that's just not good uh, football. Obviously, Cooper ends up wide open with another uh, for another play for that touchdown in the beginning of the second half. And, you know, again, just just not not playing the fundamentally sound football. And this is why. You know, we have these conversations of people talk about, you know, the coaching staff just isn't teaching these guys. And and there are certain things that this defense is doing that it's not coaching. Like, I promise you it's not coaching. I promise you there's not a coaching staff in the world that says, hey, when this guy comes through your zone, just let him go. That's not – that's just literally not the principle of zone match defense. Um, You know, but the problem – and that's not me, you know, saying the coaches, you know, aren't, you know, going to get fired or anything like that because at the end of the day, if you're not capable of getting these guys to do the job they need to do, then you've got to get replaced anyway, whether it's 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 not about blame or fault, it's about responsibility, and the coach staff is certainly responsible. But a lot of mistakes there, uh, so it doesn't matter. Again, you can have 10 DBs on the field and, and five pass rushers and play illegally, but if nobody's covering, nobody's matching, uh, it's not going to matter. Last key was let Terry run. Stop tying him down to hitches. We saw more, I, I believe. Again, I haven't been able to count on a chart every single route run, uh, but I think we certainly saw better production out of Terry McLaurin uh, than we have, you know, as of late throughout the rest of the season. Certainly when, Jacoby Brissett came in, but at the end of the day, Terry finishes with 12 targets, six catches, 141 yards, and a touchdown. His long was 48. Uh, I think he had about 60 to 70 yards receiving when Sam uh, was pulled from the game on three or four receptions. Uh, I think it was more; probably three receptions. Um, So, you know, he was was definitely heavily involved in the game plan. Jacoby Brissett was able to get him the ball better there towards the end of it, but certainly want to continue to see Terry uh, being a focal point of the Washington Commanders plan of attack. Three topics of conversation, including special teams, mistakes, why Sam Howell will finish the season as the starter of the Washington Commanders football team, and more coming up on this episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if the team that you bet on the money line wins. The Philadelphia Eagles are minus 156 favorites to beat the Seattle Seahawks on Monday night. That's on the money line. So if you think the Eagles are going to pull it out, drop 5 bucks on that minus 156 money line bet on the Eagles on Monday night. If they do it, you get $150 in bonus bets. If the Seahawks are going to do it, I think they're plus 256, something like that. Uh, take that money line bet for $5. If they pull off the upset, you get $150. So if you've been thinking of joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than now. The app is incredibly easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get winning with the rest of this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. Last segment here on this episode of Locked On Commanders. We're going to get to three topics of discussion again every game day. I text my insiders. I say, hey, guys, give me three topics of discussion you want to have at the end of today's program. And I go from that list, and I pull the three that are either majority or the most kind of conversational, and we go from there. Before we get there, let's go back through the uh, the, the, uh, live chat here. Robbie coming through. I got got a bunch of insiders uh, in the live chat, so I love that. I love when my insiders and everydayers and live chatters uh, are kind of uh, coming through here, Robbie. Uh, is a bad game all around. You know, the last 13 points for garbage time points. You know, to a certain extent, you're 100 right, and I think that comes in the evaluation as well. That I anticipate that we will have Wednesday during the mailbag. Uh, Jacob talking about B. Rob being really missed. Yeah, he's he's absolutely truly missed uh, on the field there today. Uh, William coming through saying uh, what what makes him worry is that this game will make the owners move away from Sam, leave the old line in shambles. Uh, And it's yet another doomed to fail quarterback. Hey, I don't, I don't blame you for having uh, that kind of, at at this point, I will call it paranoia just because we don't have like Josh Harris or anything out here making statements, but I certainly uh, don't blame you for that. Uh, PG says time to draft our franchise quarterback. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and disagree, but we got a lot of time to talk about drafts. So PG stick around uh, and we'll certainly have that conversation uh, as we move forward. Um, and then, yeah, Will says we need tackles. And, and yeah, I mean, we, need we we being the Washington Commanders, absolutely 1,000% need tackles. Uh, we, as in the Washington Commanders, which is not we, but they and and us. Um, everybody wants to watch. Everyone wants to coach. Everyone wants to play with a long snapper that will stop dirting balls. And Cameron Cheeseman, listen, uh, Cameron's a great dude. You know what I mean? I've, I've had a handful of conversations with him uh, over the last couple of years, and they've all been pleasant. They've all been good. No bad interactions whatsoever. Uh, but enough is enough, man. I mean, at the end of the day, um, I don't know what happened. You know, during training camp, Tress Way told us that that cheese uh, was working on something new, like a new grip. You know, later on, Special teams coordinator Nate Kazer said that wasn't the case. You know, look, i don't I don't know what, you know, uh, I'll tell you right now I believe Tress, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not saying Nate Kazer is a liar. I think maybe uh, he was trying to coach coach speak it up a little bit, and that's fine. It's his job is to protect his guys. But at the end of the day, man, uh, especially when you're when you're when you're when your snaps are are putting your punter in harm's way and and you know you're talking about uh, uh you know he might you know he's one of the few punters in NFL history that's a face of the franchise. Like there's not a lot of punters out there that are fan favorites, and Trestway is one of those guys. He's one of those guys for a reason. You put him in harm's way because of a bad snap, and this isn't the first time. Uh, that's that's going to ruffle some feathers. You know what I mean? And um you know there's there's a video circulating uh, after the the last botch snap that Cameron Cheeseman has that looks like Ron Rivera if you read, read his lips saying you know. Uh, it's time, you know, I think maybe he's saying next time or something. And, you know, at the end of the day, like it's dangerous to kind of get into that because you don't really know what the conversation is, is being had and what's being said. But, you know, uh, a lot of people are just kind of done with Cameron uh, at this point in time. Um, you know, the, the fact that they traded up to draft him uh, is is just kind of making things worse. Um, and I can't say I disagree. You know what I mean? You're, you're especially when you're skipping balls and Tressway is doing everything he can, man. So, I mean, if you watch some of these snaps, he's he's getting his hand under these things. He's still getting them out there for Joey Sly to have a chance. Uh, to, to make these kicks and it's just it's 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 gotten to the point where it's ridiculous um, Is it a loyalty thing from ron rivera? It could be it could certainly be a loyalty thing I think if it's if it's a loyalty from ron rivera I don't think it's necessarily a loyalty to cameron cheeseman specifically as much as it is loyalty to allow the special teams coordinator And then the special teams unit uh, The three guys most heavily involved joey Sly, trust and then obviously cameron cheeseman to kind of give their input and, and respect that and I think that tress and joey, you know are kind of like in cameron's corner and saying like hey no like let's keep this guy let's work with him but you know if we're being professionals and we're being honest brokers which i think you know they need to be uh i think it's enough you know enough is enough at the end of the day um the only way you can justify it is saying you know playoffs are out you know so what's what's the harm let them let them try to work through it and let's see if we can fix this in the last three weeks of the season but at the same time man like you're putting you're putting your punter in harm's way man like you're putting your kicker in harm's way like if they've got to hesitate to to fix a snap that's that's when defenders get in there that's how you lead to you know to hits and, and broken things and and all this other stuff you know unless you're just going to give them the, the the guidance of look if he messes up the snap don't put yourself in harm's way just dirt it get it out of there you know eat it whatever you got to do um yeah i mean something at the end of the end of the day someone's got to give i go back to sam Fortier, of the washington post uh comments um you know w- with the defense specifically as if if nothing changes how can you spec? how can the players be expected to change. And I would say the same thing here. Jacob saying that, you know, long snapper was an issue in the preseason. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I think, you know, the time to replace the long snapper is long gone. And I'm not going to sit here and say like, you know, Cameron Cheeseman is responsible for 10 losses and all that stuff. Like that's not the case, but certainly hasn't been helping. And, and you know, three phases are important. Uh, they worked out those four guys earlier in the season. I don't know how those workouts went, but they certainly got some information on some other long snappers. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. That move could be made uh, as early as tomorrow. And then those guys, you know, so that those guys can come in Tuesday or Tuesday, come in uh, and start snapping and, and getting worked out. So second topic, uh, so a lot of my insiders had, had a problem with the early fourth and short going for it. So not not fourth and short going for it towards midfield, uh, but more so fourth and short going for it while in field goal range in a 3 nothing game. So that came in the first quarter. Uh, you know, the Washington Commanders, first drive of the game, three and out. Second drive, they drive down the field a little bit some yards, had to convert a fourth down. Then they end up with another fourth down. And again, you're down three, you're in field goal range. Uh, you know, at this point, uh, Cameron Cheeseman hadn't had any of those skipped snaps. So I'm not going to include those in the conversation here. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely would have kicked the field goal in that situation. Just, just me personally. Um, and typically, I'm not really a big go for it on fourth early in the game type of guy anyway. But I liked the first fourth and fourth down attempt because, again, you're not in field goal range. You're just outside of really efficient punt range. Uh, and you just came off of a three and out possession so i don't have a problem with with putting it on the line and saying look go out there and convert this fourth down keep moving the ball but once you're in scoring range and you're in range to tie a game on the road a game you desperately need to win to keep your playoff hopes alive because again i know what we all say what we all think but the team i uh, was still very much coming out here trying to win this game uh i think you take the three points and that's really all there is to say about it um just just not a decision i agree with uh and then finally why won't sam howell be benched for the rest of the season so again ron rivera in case you joined us late ron Rivera saying. Sam Howell wasn't benched. He was pulled. He was pulled to protect him. Uh, the offensive line was getting banged up. The game flow uh, was just not healthy for a young quarterback, so he pulled him to protect him. I believe him. I think Sam Howell is the starter. Ron said he is the starter. I believe him. I don't think that's going to change between now and Wednesday. Um, I believe that Sam Howell will start against the New York Jets, and I believe he'll start against the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. Why? Because at the end of the day when Sam, when, when Ron Rivera leaves this organization, as we all assume he will, um, the – the only and this is going to sound very trifling to a lot of people, but the only real saving grace he's going to have for his quote unquote legacy as Washington Bears leader is the atmosphere around the, in the around the organization, which has gotten healthier uh, from a function from a workplace uh, environment situation. Right. But also from the talent on the team and kind of the best thing that can happen to a fired head coach is for the next head coach to come in and have immediate success with his players, because now he can go. You know, if he goes to other interviews or goes to other coaches or GMs and kind of say, like, look, we have the talent. Here's where I went wrong and here's where I've learned to not go wrong again. So now let me put the talent back on the field and I'll fix it this time. And owners and GMs will buy into that. So for Ron Rivera, Jacob Brissett is not the way that he's going to leave the Washington Commanders. And then in 2024, if this team is doing well, he'll get to say, I did that. The only way that's going to happen is with Sam Howell. That's the only way this is going to happen. So every snap that Sam Howell gets, every bit of efficiency that Sam Howell dem- demonstrates, every chance that Sam Howell has to go out there and learn more lessons, that's going to help Sam next year. And look, if the new GM, new coach, whatever comes in, and they just completely erase it and they just say, we're not going with Sam, we're not going with Jacoby, we're going with uh, you know Drake May, we're going with Caleb Williams, we're going with anybody, then it doesn't matter. But if the new staff is going to do that with Sam Howell, they're going to do that with Jacoby Percet. The only chance Ron has that not happening is Sam Howell. That's it. That's the only chance he has of that happening. And if the Washington Commanders have 10 wins next year with 70% of the roster being the roster that Ron Rivera built, then Ron Rivera will be able to walk out there to other GMs, other coaches, other owners, and hang his hat on, look, I left a really talented group with the Washington Commanders. We didn't make it work as a coaching staff. I didn't make it work as a head coach because of these lessons I've since learned. These lessons, plus the already proven talent evaluation that I have, will help me get your team on the right path. That is how these coaches want to leave their programs. So that's it. That's why Sam, that's, that's not number. That's not the only reason. I think Sam, you know, when, when Ron says he believes in Sam and sees the, the potential in him, I believe him. But at, at a bare minimum, uh, it's. I know it sounds kind of self-serving, and I'm not saying this is what Ron said. I'm not reporting that this is a source. This is me saying that I believe this is one reason Sam Howell will absolutely finish the season as the starting quarterback of the Washington Commanders. I love everybody for chatting in the live chat. If you've got a question or a comment that I did not be able, get able, wasn't able to address in this episode, by all means, make sure you submit it for our, our mailbag episode coming up on Wednesday. In the meantime, if you got any questions or comments, throw them in the YouTube comment section or text me directly by becoming a lock insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders to become a lock insider. Make locked on sports today your second view of the day. Go to locked on sports today and subscribe to the first ever national sports streaming channel. As always, thank you for coming through until we speak again. Please, if you're out and about, be safe, be kind. And I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.